What is up, guys? This is Jacob Nace here for JCN Sports Podcast. This is the first one. Um, should be exciting. Uh, I'm probably going to make it 15 minutes long. I don't want to have it too long because a lot of you guys are busy and I don't want to take too much of your time. Uh, first thing we want to talk about tonight is the Fleetwood and Upper, Upper Dolphin game for tomorrow night. We will be headed. That will be the destination of the JCN Tour. And that should be an exciting one. Uh, Upper Dolphin, a non-conference opponent, going to Fleetwood, which isn't a far drive for them. Uh, maybe a little bit northeast. Fleetwood, a team 5-3. and three. The Upper Dolphin, 6-1. and one. Fleetwood, a team trying to make the playoffs, get a good spot. The Upper Dolphin trying to get a higher bid for the playoffs. They're practically secured for their playoff spot. Fleetwood, they are led by their star quarterback in Jack Riffle. He was a sophomore, six foot, 155. Arguably the best film quarterback I've seen in the Berks County area in a long, long time. Jack Riffle is a very good quarterback at setting his feet and throwing it deep in the pocket. I like his rhythm and his throwing. It's very good, and I think he has a bright future, especially after this season. They also have another player in Fleetwood named Gavin Morris. I think he is very, very good. Uh, he's a good fullback. He's a senior, 5'10", 190. I feel like that's will be one of their keys to victory, getting him involved, but that's for a little bit later. Upper Dolphin, they have a great quarterback in the name of Griffin Harmon, who's a junior, who is 5'11", 138, which he's a very good running back. He's fast, and he's, he's more of a quarterback than anything, but he's a very fast player. But their other main running back is Brady Morgan, who is a young, who's an upperclassman, a junior, 5'6", about 135. He plays running back in corner. He is a very, very good player. I will expect them to get him a lot more involved in the option play. That is what Upper Dolphin likes to run. They've done it a lot against Camp Hill. They also like doing tight end sets. They will do. They will most likely get tight end Jace Grassmeyer and Alex Hepler involved on a lot of tight end sets when they set up a fake option. And I feel like that'll be the, one of the keys to victory for Upper Dolphin. But first, let's talk about the history between, behind these two teams. Not playing a lot. These teams do not really play a lot. They played last year, which it was a very close game. Much closer game than most people projected. I think Upper Dolphin won that game at home. This time, it's a home-and-home home series, I feel as. Fleetwood will be hosting now Upper Dolphin. Upper Dolphin is 6-1 and one this year. They have beat many of their opponents, but they have... Every one of their opponents they have played have not been able to stop their triple option. One team being Juniata. Juniata beat them 20 to nothing. Juniata is a very mid-average team, and they found a way to do it. I feel as if Fleetwood High School, if they can do stop them, it's a little pitch out. It's a good night for Upper Dolphin. Fleetwood, they need to get Jack Riffle a lot more carries the quarterback position jack riffle can throw it deep we've seen him do it this year he's a very good quarterback i expect them to do a lot of simple play actions with him or rollouts and him throwing it he's done a lot of simple drag routes underneath but at the same time we got to get gavin morris the fullback they're going to get him a lot in the first and goal goal series sets another player they got to get involved mason musitano He's a sophomore, 6'2", 150. He's a great wide receiver for Fleetwood. I expect him to get a lot more <clears throat> receptions tomorrow night. It should be a great game. I cannot, of course, put a projection prediction in for this game because I will be there as the media, but I expect a very, very close game, to say the least, and I am excited for that one. All right, let's get into the college football for tonight. Let's talk about the AP poll. 
ah, excuse me, Georgia ranked number one. That is not unexpected. Georgia, 7-0. Winstreet 7, of course. They have beat every one of their opponents and averaging in the stat that I think we should talk about, of course, which could be history-breaking. They average on defense 6.6 points per game. That is absolutely insane. That is just a little bit over two field goals allowed per game. And they have played talent such as Auburn, Kentucky, and, of course, Arkansas. Those are powerhouse teams, especially risers in the SEC. I expect Georgia, though, in the SEC championship and most likely the playoffs. Uh, Number two, Cincinnati Bearcats. Cincinnati is 6-0. Their key win being Notre Dame win on the road in South Bend. Biggest win for their program in history. And, of course, led by their star quarterback, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter is a very, very good quarterback. Of course, not recruited highly at a school, of high school. But they had turned him into a freak of an athlete. Desmond Ritter, I am very high on. But this season, I am very, very, very high on Cincinnati. As a first group of five team to make the playoffs. Number three, Oklahoma 7-0. Their key win, of course, would be Texas. Texas in the Red River rivalry, which is arguably the biggest rivalry in the Big 12. Oklahoma beat that game. They were down most of the game, but made a huge comeback after benching, benching starting preseason quarterback Sam Rattler for a freshman quarterback out of Washington, D.C., Gonzaga High School, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, coming out of high school, was ranked as the number one quarterback. Caleb Williams is a very, very good quarterback, and I feel like he has not even touched or even came close to touching his ceiling so far at Oklahoma after this is only being his first start against TCU. I feel like not this year, maybe not even next year, but if he stays his senior year, but most likely not because it's Oklahoma and he will, will be gone by his junior year. I feel like he will hit his ceiling and, of course, be an absolute menace in the next Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield in the NFL. Number four is Alabama. Their record is 6-1. and one. Their only loss is to Texas A&M on the road. That there was a tough loss for Alabama. Their seniors are not as good as we think they are. Alabama's seniors this year are, are, are the worst class that those seniors came out of under the Nick Saban era at Alabama. You got to keep that in mind. But at the same time, their offense, led by wide receiver Jamison Williams, a transfer from Ohio State, which coming in there to Ohio to Alabama, excuse me, he was told he was going to drop a lot of passes. He was a track star. That has not been the case this year. Jamison Williams is leading the team in receptions and yards. Jamison Williams is, of course, really, really fast. But at the same time, they got sophomore quarterback Bryce Young, which is a very, very, very good quarterback. And he, coming out of high school, was was the number one quarterback. And number five, Ohio State Buckeyes. Five and one. Ohio State, only loss was to Oregon. I feel like if Ohio State played Oregon again, especially even at Oregon, Ohio State wins by two touchdowns. I feel like that was a beginning fluke. Ohio State did not find their identity yet, but they have found it now. That is an important thing to know. Ohio State, um, their defense is ferocious, but they have so much talent. They got to keep playing different players, with such as Jack Sawyer, freshman, five-star. 
JT Tomalua, the number one player in the nation from Washington. They played him in the Oregon game. They played both of those players. They are afraid of losing star talent from the transfer portal because players want to play even as a freshman. So that should be exciting to see how Ohio State plays. This weekend they have on the road at Indiana, 7.30 kickoff Eastern time. I feel like Ohio State wins that game big, but anything can happen with Indiana. They have one of the best defenses. Number six, Michigan... Wolverines 6-0. They have been very, very good this year. Michigan, I think, has finally found their identity under Jim Harbaugh. Um, Yeah, I think Michigan is going to be... Actually, I don't know yet. Michigan has been very inconsistent. At the beginning of the year, they were winning big. Their offense... Remember, first game, they lost their star player on offense, Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell was out for the year with a torn ACL, had to be carted off the field in the first game. But since then, Michigan has not looked back. Michigan has won six straight, and I don't think they will be challenged until they play, of course, their rival Michigan State on the road. I feel like Michigan is a team this year Jim Harbaugh has finally found correctly. I feel like Michigan, if this is their year, they will beat Ohio State because that game is at the big house. But it is the game. Ohio State will be ready at the same time, but that is many weeks away. Number seven, Penn State, five and one. Their one loss against Iowa. Iowa is arguably one of the worst offenses in the Big Ten. We saw that on display against Purdue. We saw that on display against Penn State. Iowa's defense will keep them in every single game. Iowa's defense is very, very good. Iowa's defense forced on the first play correct me if I'm wrong at Penn State it was their first play from scrimmage was a pick inside the room 10 but Penn State's defense is also arguably the best in my opinion they have the best safety in the nation of course second being Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame and Jaquan Brisker for Penn State he is absolutely a freak of a player he always clutches up in key moments he's done it at Wisconsin he's done it against Auburn he's done it in many occasions last year and of course this year Penn State five and one I expect upside from them this week Clifford being out most likely will be out until Ohio State can't wait for that matchup number eight Oklahoma State six and oh Oklahoma State is a very, very under-the-radar team. Oklahoma State had just came off beating Texas on the road. An absolutely crushing loss, both in recruiting, I feel, for Texas and from the standpoint. Because that week, they had Archie Manning. And I don't even have to explain who Archie Manning is. was visiting that game. And Texas was trying to recruit him. But that loss, of course, certainly does not help them in one bit. Oklahoma State this week will play Iowa State on the road. Uh, I am very excited for that one. Iowa State has two losses, but at the same time, they are a 4-2 team. Deju is angry and hungry for a win. I expect Oklahoma State to battle, but I feel as if Iowa State will win that game. Michigan State 7-0, just coming off a huge win, huge trap game win, especially against Indiana. Indiana, one of the best team defenses teams in the Big Ten. Michigan State is 7-0 under Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker is a former player and assistant coach at Michigan State. Was last a couple years ago head coach at Buff at uh, Colorado. And now he is a coach at Michigan State, which 
has been nothing but incredible. Last year, they did not have, of course, a good year, but they beat Michigan. And I'm assuming as a Michigan State fan, that's all I really care about. Um, But they will have home field advantage when they play Michigan, as I said earlier. That should be a key game to decide which Michigan team is, of course, the better team in Michigan. Number 10, Oregon. 5-1, their only loss being on the road against Stanford. Their key win, of course, being against Ohio State in the beginning of the season. Anthony Brown has been very inconsistent this year against Ohio State. He played absolutely incredible. C.J. Verdell, of course, is out for the year. Justin Flo is out for the year. They still have Kevin Thibodeau, but he has been very injury-prone this year. Arguably the number one pick in this year's draft pick, which should be interesting. Um... And that is the top 10 for AP poll this year. Um, I feel as if right now, if I had to make a playoff prediction, I'm going to do that real quick. It would be, of course, Georgia number one. Number two, I'm going to go Oklahoma. Number three, Cincinnati. And, of course, number four, I will go with a Big Ten team in Ohio State. Ohio State, I feel, is the only team that in the country can beat Georgia. I feel like Bama can't. I feel like Cincinnati, of course, can't. And I don't even feel Oklahoma come close to beating them. I, in fact, if Oklahoma does play Cincinnati, look out. That's all I have to say. I feel like Cincinnati wins that game. All right, and that'll be the end of tonight's podcast. I will be seeing you guys next Thursday. Check a look on my Instagram at JCN Sports for updates about tomorrow night's game against Fleetwood and Upper Dolphin. I'm going to be posting on my story a lot on Instagram. Please take a look at that, and guys, have a blessed night. What is up, everybody? Jacob Nace here with JCN Sports. This is episode two of the podcast. we got a lot to talk about today in a short amount of time. So first of all, I want to start off by talking about the Fleetwood game. Uh, very interesting game I went to on Friday night. Uh, Fleetwood really came out and played. So did Upper Dolphin. I really thought that game was going to be closer than I expected it to be. Um, I believe Upper Dolphin won 49 to 20. Uh, the defensive side for Upper Dolphin is just incredible. They stopped Fleetwood's offense with a Division One quarterback that arguably I saw last Friday night was the best quarterback I've seen in a very long time and uh Tanner Maddox D1 committed Villanova very good quarterback they played very well um he kind of got a little bit greedy towards the end I don't feel like that was his decision I feel like the coaches made him make some told him to make some throws he didn't want to and he did and they resulted in bad plays um it was a good it was a good night it was a good night I got to experience it um Upper Dolphin came and they were just a better team. They uh, they kept they kept moving the chains. They kept doing that on crucial downs, like third and like long, and they kept converting. Fleetwood's defense, I mentioned in my report. You guys can check that out on GCN Sports on the Instagram page. Um, yeah, Fleetwood's defense on third down was terrible. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's the only word I can say. It would be like third and like fifteen, and they still convert. They have players wide open. They lose track of them which there's no excuse for that. I mean, third and manageable, yes, I guess that's fair, but there's no excuse for third and, like, 16. That's not – you can't do that. You can't allow that to happen if you want to win big games at crucial moments. Um, so, yeah, that was my report for the Fleetwood game. You guys can check that out and read more about it on my report on my Instagram page. 
Um, but let's talk about some college football for this week. Uh, big games this week, Michigan at Michigan State, Iowa at Wisconsin, Texas at Baylor, uh, Iowa State at West Virginia, Georgia at Florida, Ole Miss at Auburn, Kentucky at Mississippi State, and of course the biggest one I think of the week is Penn State at Ohio State. Um, I want to first start off by talking about the Michigan game. Michigan comes out as a favorite by four points. Um, it should be a great game. It's in Lansing. It's a uh, noon kickoff, Eastern time. I think the keys to victory for this game are is, is the defensive side for both teams. Uh, Michigan State the other week, they had, they're coming off a bye week from last week. But the week before that, they played at Indiana, held Indiana to only 15 points, if I'm correct on that. Um, Michigan, they're coming off a win off Northwestern, humiliating them at home. Um, I think this game's going to be a tale of two sides. Michigan State needs to get Kenneth Walker, of course, more involved. He's arguably the best running back in the Big Ten, maybe second. I'm not sure on Trevion Henderson yet. Still has not played a good competition. I will know after this week. Um, but Michigan, I'm not sure who their key players of the games are. It's either going to be their quarterback in Caden McNamara or their defensive end in Aiden Hutchinson, who is a top uh, first-round draft pick. Um, I think the keys to victory, of course, are Caden McNamara for Michigan side. He needs to get more involved. Uh, he needs to get do plays with his feet and broken down plays. He needs to get his receivers open. It's going to be a tough day for I think for Michigan and also Michigan State. Uh, Michigan, I said, is already is favored by four. I think the winner of this game is going to be Michigan State. I really feel like they're going to pull it off this year. Last year they pulled it off in Lansing against Michigan, and that was like their only really win. And I think Michigan State fans were fine with that. Um, it was their all they care about is beating Michigan, and I think Michigan State's going to repeat the same success. Next game I want to talk about is Iowa Wisconsin. Iowa last two weeks ago lost to Purdue at home in a bad loss, twenty-four to seven. Wisconsin, of course, beat Purdue last week. Uh, I believe that was at Purdue. They beat them pretty comfortably. Iowa comes in ranked ninth. Wisconsin is four and three, and Iowa six and one. Wisconsin is actually favored again against the ranked opponent back-to-back weeks as an unranked team. They are favored by three and a half. Iowa, their offense this year, I think we've finally seen who they really are. It's not as very good as we think they are. Wisconsin's offense, Graham Mertz, their offense is also horrendous. Both offenses aren't really that good or skilled. I really am not sure about this game. I really feel like Iowa might step up to the table. Uh, Same thing with Wisconsin. Wisconsin really has not had good success at beating ranked opponents this season. They've beat one. They've had many other chances. Penn State, including one. Notre Dame, including one. Michigan. But they just can't capitalize, especially at home. This game is at um, Wisconsin. I think the keys to victory, of course, for Wisconsin is their run, is their offensive line. If their offensive line gives them time and gives the great run blocks, I feel like Wisconsin can run up the score in the offensive play. They can do it with the running backs. They got plenty of them. And Iowa, Sam Petrus, Spencer Petrus, excuse me, is going to have to be the key player for them. Spencer Petrus, his stats for the year is he's 119, had a 200 completion, 1,300 yards, and nine touchdowns, which isn't that bad on paper. But at the same time, it's not also very good, especially this far into the season. I think for this game, Wisconsin, though, will pull through and pull off the upset. This is a big game for them. I think if they're playing for a trophy, I think. Um, Because the Big Ten West, it's still wide open. I think, my opinion right now, who's going to win the Big Ten West? I think it's going to be Minnesota. I feel like they are the only team also that can compete with Ohio State. We've seen it in the beginning of the year. But that was also the beginning of the year against Ohio State. And they also lost their best running back and 
Mohamed Ibrahim for out for the season. But I think Wisconsin's going to win this game by under 10. All right, next next game we're going to talk about is Texas at Baylor. Texas this year is <laughs> they're just a tale of two stories. Off they come out swinging really hard and they hit they hit hard as well, but their energy dies at the same time. Um, Baylor is one of those teams I think is the one of the most underrated teams in the Big 12. Uh, they are six and one. Texas is four and three. Texas had probably the biggest humiliating loss of the season was against in the Red River rivalry against Oklahoma when they were up, I believe, by like 28 points at one point, and then they fell to the backup quarterback of Oklahoma and uh, Caleb Williams. Um, Baylor, their only loss this year is Oklahoma State on the road. Oklahoma State last week lost to Iowa State on the road, and Oklahoma State's a good team. Same thing with Baylor. I think Baylor's still in their, their healing process, and I think they're healing very nicely since Matt Rule left. Um... I think if they can win this game, this will be a statement win for them, even though Texas is only 4-3. and three. This will show, I think, Baylor, and especially like their fan and alumni, this is a big win for them, and especially across the country. Um, the over and under for this game is Baylor 2.5. Uh, excuse me, the line is uh, 2.5. The over and under is 61.5. I'm not sure who I won in this game. Uh, I feel like Texas is actually going to pull the upset here. I really do. I don't feel like they're going to lose another game and go 4-4. Four and four. Um, I feel like Texas is going to win this game on the road. I got Texas as my pick. All right, next game we're going to go talk about is Iowa State at West Virginia. Iowa State this year, they are just, they were one of the most hyped up teams in the preseason. After last year having a great season, I think they won the Fiesta Bowl. Iowa State then goes to West Virginia, and West Virginia is a team that is very, very good. Even Even though their record may not show, West Virginia is only one of their few losses are against Oklahoma on the road. I believe they lost by like five. Um, Iowa State, their losses are Iowa, of course, at home. Uh, another loss I think they have is actually Baylor. Uh, Iowa State's coming in ranked 22. West Virginia is three and four. The, uh, the over and under is 48. Then the line is Iowa State seven and a half. I feel like Iowa State is going to win this game. Um, I feel like it's going to be a low scoring affair. I feel like Brees Hall is going to be a key factor on the ground. I got Iowa State winning and covering. Um, Georgia at Florida. Uh, a lot of people are trying to hype this game up. I don't see it. I feel like Georgia wins this game comfortably. I see Florida is just not that team this year. They aren't. I think Dan Mullen wants out of there as the head coach. Uh, Georgia, they're just dominating anybody they play, home or away. Um, the over the over and under for this game is 51. I don't see that. I think if it is that. 90% of the points will be Georgia's. And Georgia, the line, they are favored by 14. I think Georgia will cover the spread and win this game very comfortably. Uh, another game we have for this week is Ole Miss at Auburn. Ole Miss, don't get me wrong, is a great team. I think they're a very, very underrated team. Their only loss being to Alabama on the road. Um, Lane Kiffin, he knows how to coach. He's got that program turned right around. And this game, though, is at Auburn. Um I'm not sure who I won in this game. The line is Auburn by three. The over under is 66. Auburn's only two losses, of course, are the Penn State in the whiteout game, which is a very, very tough environment to play. And their other loss is to Georgia. Um, two of the tough, toughest opponents, I think, in the country right now. Um, or at one point, correct me. Um, Ole Miss, uh, great win last week coming at Tennessee. Uh, that was a very, very um, weird game. Uh, especially for the fans of Ole Miss and Tennessee. Uh, it's got to be humiliating for the Tennessee administration and the university. Auburn, um, they're coming off a great win last week. I just feel like Bo Nix played very well last week. 
They played at Arkansas. He played incredibly well. Um, they won 38 to 23 against Arkansas, especially I think that game was on the road. Uh, just a great job by Bo Nix. Bo Nix is a great quarterback. I've been saying this all year. His stats are even great as well. I remember in the joke that they were spreading around that he deserves the, he's a dark horse for the Heisman. Um, he's not a dark horse for the Heisman, but he's definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC West, or maybe even the whole SEC. Um, I got Ole Miss winning this game with, uh, with Matt Corral. Um, I got Ole Miss by six. And of course, the biggest game of the week, in my opinion, Pence, actually, I'm going to back that up. I want to talk about one more game, and then I'm going to talk about the game of the week. Uh, SMU at Houston. SMU is 7-0, ranked 19, and they are going to Houston. Um, Houston is 6-1, 4-0 in the American. I believe Houston's only loss is to a Power 5 school. And yes, Texas Tech. I think they lost that game at home, and they started out 0-1. But since then, Houston has been dominated. Clayton Toon at the quarterback position has been very good. Transfer from Oklahoma, Tanner Mordecai for SMU this year has been incredible as well. 29 touchdowns on the year. Um, the line is actually even because this game is going to be very, very good. The over-under is 62. Um, who I got in this one? Uh, I think I'll, I'm going to get Houston in the upset. I really feel like Houston has got their team turned around. I love their coach. Uh, SMU, they're going to battle this game to the end. I feel like Houston makes a stop, and they end up winning the game by single digits. And, of course, the game of the week, in my opinion, Penn State at Ohio State. Penn State coming off a humiliating loss at home in nine overtime, the longest game in college football history. The Illinois, who was 2-5, and five, they lost that game, I believe, 22-20. to 20. And Ohio State, their last couple games have been just blowouts. They have crushed everybody in their in their way. Penn State is 5-2, and 2-2 two, two and two in the Big Ten. Um, they're ranked 20, and Ohio State is 6-1, 4-0 in the Big Ten. Ohio State's only loss being early in the season to Oregon at home. Ohio State is favored by 18.5 to start this game. The over and under is 61. Trivion Henderson has been arguably the best running back Penn State will play all year. C.J. Stroud has been playing incredible since uh, injury he had in the beginning of the year when he sat out. Since then, he's been lights out. Uh, Penn State, Clifford battled an injury against Iowa. He was taken out of the game. I feel like if Penn State would have beat Iowa that game, I was watching it. Uh, Penn State will be a whole different team right now. They just don't look the same, especially with Clifford out. Clifford wasn't 100% last week against Illinois, but they said this week he is 100%. And another thing I've been hearing is Trevion Henderson has been battling an injury, and they're not sure if he will be playing at the game time. Either way, the Penn State defensive line is not the best since their key defensive defensive lineman, P.J. Mustafer, had a season-ending injury at Iowa. Uh, Ohio State, I feel like their key to this game is the run game. I don't feel like Ohio State will pass a lot in this game because Penn State is probably their best secondary. Ohio State will play all year including all the way up to the Big Ten Championship game. Uh, I am I'm torn on who to pick for this one. I feel like Ohio State will win this game. I think they'll cover, actually, 18.5. I don't feel Penn State keeping this game close. I feel like if they do, the first quarter will decide what kind of game this is. So just look out for that. And that is my uh, college football talk for the week. This is JCN Sports Week 2 podcast. Um, let me know what you guys think.